So yet again, for some reason, Anchor has decided the audio of an interview I did needed to be all screwed up in the second half. I'm not sure why it does this. Uh, the only thing I can think is maybe the interviews go on too long, which I've only ever had this happen one other time, but in the second half of the interview, you'll start to hear it sound like we're talking over one another, like long bits of silence and then just everyone speaking all at once. Um, what actually happened is Anchor is screwing up the audio somehow when it's processing it. I'm not sure why. I've reached out to them to see if maybe they could fix it, but that audio is probably permanently that way. But I am going to release the entire interview anyway, so just bear with the audio at the end. Uh, this was probably the most fun interview I've ever done. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Mayhall are amazing musicians. The Spook House Saints is an amazing act that they have. They have several shows lined up. Definitely go check these guys out. But I had a blast interviewing them, and I, it's just unfortunate that the audio got screwed up at the end. But uh, the important part is that we got to hear about the band. We got to hear about Mr. and Mrs. Mayhall's music, their inspirations, what they do. We got to hear about them. Unfortunately, the audio on talking to them about ghosts and Bigfoot and UFOs and Halloween stuff got a little screwed up, but it's listenable. So I apologize for that, but hopefully Anchor will fix this. But in the meantime, enjoy. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Bedroom Studios podcast on Anchor. Tonight, for the first episode of our Hongtober specials, we have probably the spookiest group, the spookiest duo, if you would, ever to rock the Casbah. These are the Spook House Saints, Mr. Jonathan Mayall and his wife, Diane Mayall. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing good, Tosh. How about you? Hi. Pretty good, pretty good. So... Tell us about the Spook House Saints. When did this band get started? We began in the year 2011. We had uh, played in some cover bands and decided we wanted to do our, our own original stuff. And so we started in uh, uh, March of, uh, actually February 2011. Hmm. From what, about eight years. Yep, yep. Oh. So who is in this band? We just mentioned you and your wife, Diana. Who does what in the band? Diane plays the upright bass, and I play the guitar. We both sing. Uh, for uh, a brief period, we had uh, a, a drummer you know, with us uh, for, for a little while. Ah, what happened there? Uh, it was a long story that was uh, strange and macabre. Oh. <laughs> It's perfect for Halloween. Oh, best safe for another time. <laughs> so what style of music do you guys play? Well, it, it's, hard to, it, it's hard to identify it as a, a particular style. We, 
we kind of have a rockabilly flavor, uh, a little little sort surf twang maybe in there. Uh, it's kind of classic rock and roll, but it's all original to us. Right on. You know, folk punk maybe. Ah, oh, folk punk, rockabilly, spooky stuff. I dig it. I have, I listen to everything that you guys have. So, you have any actual physical releases or just digital? And where can those be found? Uh, we have one through uh, Amazon and CD Baby. Uh, just called Spook House Saints. It was our first CD. It has 13 tracks on it. Awesome. 13 tracks of spectacular riffs. <laughs> and it's available on Amazon. Is it, Can they pick it up anywhere else? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think CD Baby and are the only outlets. Hmm. All Probably right. for me if they were to find me around somewhere. You heard that. If you can track Jonathan down in a dark alleyway and confront him, you can possibly get a copy of this CD or get put in the trunk of his car and driven off somewhere. Either of those, and uh, I'll, I'll be lurking out there. It's a flip of a coin, folks. So, what are some... You guys have played live tons. What's the most memorable shows you've ever played for either one of you? Or both of you? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, we, we've, we've had some interesting ones. Uh, we opened for the Velcro Pygmies uh, at a, a festival. That was kind of neat. Um, we, we played with uh, uh, Dale Watson and uh, some of that crowd from Austin. Um, can you think of a, one in particular? We played a very cold late October night for a um, a haunted house, a charity event. But we sort of stood out alongside the highway in the dark. On Highway 78. On Highway 78. The, the Paranormal Playhouse. Yes. And, and just played to the traffic that was going by in the dark. And so that was interesting. Awesome. So those are memorable shows. Do uh, you have any upcoming shows that we need to be aware of? It is October after all. Well, we'll uh, be playing Friday the 11th at Oakman's Days Gap Festival at 7.30. And we play an annual Halloween show up in uh, Coleman at Berkeley Bob's. So we'll play there 7 to 9, Halloween night. Oh, really? I'm off that night. <laughs> Maybe paying you guys a visit. Our seventh annual. <laughs> so we're talking about the band, so let's get to know the individuals in this band, the pieces that, that make this machine work. Jonathan, let's start yeah. with you. When did you get started in music? Oh, just about ashamed to say. Uh, then I am. 19, 1970, uh, I took uh, guitar lessons literally at the crossroads in Midfield, Alabama. There was a little uh, guitar studio there. Uh, Hardy Archer and uh, his son Rick Archer, who's a guitar player for The Temptations, uh, you know, taught guitar, and so that's when I uh, learned to play. Uh, Mary had a little little lamb or ham or one of those. <laughs> I learned Jingle Bells well, first. Uh, well, it it might if I had gotten to learn how to play at the crossroads as well. That's quite ominous. Oh, it was. Did that influence? Did that influence the band name at all? It, that didn't. Uh, it, it, no, and uh, it, we were actually going for 
Uh, and if you remember your French class, you'll remember the principle of liaison, where you get that last little bit of the first word kind of tags onto the second word. For haints, haints, like a haunt. Spook house haints. When you hear it, when you say spook house haints, <laughs> there, there it is. Sounds like thanks, and we liked that as well. Yeah, it was a little more original. Oh! That is a piece of knowledge I did not know, and I am quite glad that I do now have it. <laughs> There's a, a band we, we, we dig a lot called the Pine Hill Hanks, and uh, we like that name, like the idea of being Hanks, but uh, it came out Saints when we tried to pronounce it. <laughs> well, everything comes out funny with the way I try to pronounce it. So. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what were you any, any, uh, any, any uh, pardon me, uh, getting so excited here uh were you in any other bands prior to the spook house saints uh were you what was your first band you were in do you remember back back in college i, I played in a a, a band that uh, the, the mary burke band and we played uh, beatles covers and uh, probably some monkeys some late 60s kind of uh, rock and pop oh Is that it? Played in a band with um, um, one of my colleagues here yeah, at, at the college, uh, who's, who's since moved, in a band called The Fringe, and it, we played again mostly covers, few originals, and we played around town a little bit back a few years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, what what all are you proficient in as far as music goes? You're obviously a singer and a guitar player. Can you do anything else? I can, I can play the banjo a little bit. I can play the mandolin a little bit. I uh, play a, an instrument called a bazooki. That's a Greek instrument, but it's popular in a lot of the Celtic bands, uh, like Flogging plays it. Uh, they have one in their band. Ah, what is a bazooki? Uh, it's like a giant mandolin. It, it's, uh, it looks like a, a long mandolin. Oh, okay. Lute. So, yeah. like a lute? Hmm. Which is quite like a guitar. Yeah, Similar, but different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, who are your inspirations, Mr. Mayhall? Oh, wow. Hey, uh, many and varied. Um, classically, uh, yeah, Johnny Cash, Hank Williams Sr. Uh, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the Doors, uh, coming up a little a little closer to uh, modern time, the the Ramones, um, still still pretty ancient history there. The Bob Dylan certainly, absolutely, absolutely. Now, uh, do you have anything outside of music that inspires you to write your tunes? Obviously, being the Spookhouse Saints, there must be something paranormal or <laughs> otherworldly that influences you just an interest in that just a, a, a lifelong interest in the spooky ah well on to you miss diane may i call you diane uh, or? yes please call me diane <laughs> okay so when did you get started in music uh well i guess it was about it, yeah about 10 years ago because Jonathan needed a bass player. So he, he oh. bought me a bass and taught me how to play bass. So, um, 
So he roped you into this. I'm very self-serving. <laughs> <laughs> and a very patient teacher. I played uh, electric bass for a couple of years, and and we made a ride to the the music store and Jerry's Pastor Alabama. Yes, Alabama and went out to see if we could get an upright bass in our Camaro and we, he bought me an upright <laughs> bass and I actually took lessons on that for a while I was going to get her a pony but it wouldn't fit <laughs> <laughs> so I but the upright bass did I favor the upright bass uh, aside from the fact that you have to stand up when you play it <laughs> so I'm guessing that would answer the question of the first band you were in was with your husband Jonathan and the well, Spook House Saints, actually, correct? Actually, we played in a cover band together briefly with her, her electric bass called Lucky's Band, but it was again your pretty standard uh, uh, '60s covers with uh, you know the Rolling on the River and uh, others that shall be unnamed. Ah, so besides the electric and upright bass, do you play any other instruments? Flute. Don't play the flute. I'm not going to tell you that I played the flute in high school. She plays so. the flute. I have a flute. And she can march with it, too, I'll tell you. She can't do that with the upright bass, or she won't. I'm pretty sure if you put that thing on a set of hand trucks, you could definitely make that a mobile. Absolutely, absolutely. The big fat mag wheel on the bottom. That would be great. <laughs> and get one of those electric scooter yes, motors. Yes, an even better idea. So, Diane, who are your inspirations or what are your inspirations, both in music and just whatever influences well, you? Well, if he will close his ears, Jonathan is. Um, I, I was a... a terribly uncool person That's and, not true. She's very cool. and a classical music listener when I was in high school and you had ears on the side of her head <laughs> I, I literally got introduced uh, to Bob Dylan who I thought was creepy and just terrifying looking and uh, but I got introduced to him and a whole world of music that I so Love and appreciate. Like the Floozies. <laughs> but I, I, I do. I, I love. I like the Rolling Stones. I love Bob Dylan. I love the Ramones. Uh, I like a lot of the Doors. I, I like just about everything that 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 Jonathan's introduced me to. So I'm very grateful for that. But I love his original music best of all. If you want to mention the Born Again Floozies. <laughs> There's one group called the Born Again Floozies who who have a a, a a tap dancer for their percussion, which I think is just great. Wow, that's interesting. Yes, it is, isn't it? So, of the two of you, who does the predominant amount of writing for the Spook House Saints, both musically and lyrically? Jonathan does all of that. That is all him. Hmm. All you, huh, sir? Oh, that's me. Even though that, hmm. we, we've written together for uh, some other folks and the uh, collaborative efforts, but for the Spook House Saints so far, it's just been me. 
Now, I can think of a word that rhymes with another word every now and then. But like orange. Yes. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that is, uh, that's, that's Jonathan's talent. And he's a wonderfully gifted poet and, and just a, a really wonderful lyricist, which is one of the reasons we so love playing it at Berkeley Bob's Coffee House in Coleman, because they're a wonderful listening crowd. And, uh, and, and it really is a great thing when, when people time to listen to his lyrics, which I think are brilliant. She's mighty kind. <laughs> I think uh, Berkeley's Coffee House better take notice and give you guys a free cup of joe. You're plugging them <laughs> awfully hard. <laughs> ah, well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Spook House Saints, Jonathan and Diane Mayhall, and we will be right back after a word from our sponsor. Oh, honey, I'm having a blast. Me too. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Are we out of gas? No, this car is a piece of shit. The master here. Is your hearse not filling up to snuff lately? Yeah. Feels like you've driven into a ditch of despair near a cemetery of sorrow. Yeah. Feels like one foot's on the gas and the other is in your ass. Yeah. yeah. Then look no further. What you need is the master's patented ghoul fuel. What the fuck is that? It's a hell of a hellfire formula brewed the darkest depths of the deepest dwellings of demons and devils to drag that old dumpster fire back to driving like a dream. Or a nightmare. Wow, listen to that getting fur! Like the grind of a buzz saw blending bodies into bloody buzzard bites! Uh, why are we riding? <laughs> Get a bottle of water supplies last, or we have to throw all this stuff into the lake. And that sea beast already has too many heads. Cool fuel! Patented trademarks, not actually sunk at all. Supplies protected to last forever. Welcome back to the Bedroom Studios podcast. Tonight's guest, the Spook House Saints, Jonathan and Diane Mayhall. So now we're going to talk about some of the creepier things about this month, Hauntober. Tell us, each of you, about the paranormal. Do you believe in ghosts? I'm willing to. I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical, but not to the point that they don't exist. I've had some spooky experiences, and we cover parapsychology in the psychology class that I teach. Yeah, so I'm I'm open-minded, but I lean towards skepticism. I would say yes. How about you, Diane? The same. I want to believe, and and so I I, I say yes. Though, um, I I can't say that I've had any definitive experiences, but I I've had things that I thought were something. Ah, so do tell us about those experiences. I guess we'll start with you first, Jonathan. You said you experienced something that may be akin to yeah, ghosts. So some things that uh, I think rationally I'm, I'm able to offer an explanation, but that uh, yeah, some pretty wild coincidences. Yeah, one involving the very office I'm in at this at the moment. I'm in my office at, at work, and I inherited this office from uh, Mr. Myers, who had taught psychology for uh, about 20 years before I did. And I'm in my 32nd year here now, and uh, I, I had met him, and I was keeping office hours uh, just a few years after he had retired, and left my office, yeah, to, to get a drink of water from the water fountain, which is right outside the office, 
and turned around to come back in and just very plainly saw a, an elderly man in a, a navy blue suit standing in my office and then not there and uh, this startled me you know, but I came in and recognized this was uh, in February it was, it was cold and I had a, a navy blue overcoat that was draped over a, a chair so that was uh, my explanation you know, for that but uh, as it turned out I found out a couple of days later that Mr. Myers had died and uh, that uh, the time that I had uh, that I saw someone standing in my office corresponded with the time of his uh, his funeral and I also found out that I did not know because I'd only seen him as a retired person in his casual clothing but that uh, he was well known for wearing every day a navy blue suit so there we are Ah, I remember you telling me something oh, similar when I was in your psychology that's class about the mailbox people. Uh, that, that, that's the idea of uh, closure. Your brain's tendency to fill in the blanks. That from a, a particular distance when you're driving at night, you see something on the side of the road, and you don't have enough information, and your brain just extrapolates. And yeah, so sometimes you'll perceive a person to get closer, and then all of a sudden the person suddenly turns into a mailbox. <laughs> Thank you. I loved, loved that lesson. <laughs> now, what about you, Diane? You said you may have experienced something. Well, the I guess the uh, the most inexplicable experience I ever had was in my driveway at home. I had gone out to get in the car, and uh, it was in the fall, and um, I I in and put my seatbelt on and all of that stuff and put the car in reverse and looked in the rear view mirror saw a woman standing behind the car and she looked if I had to say she looked Ooh. like an unseely fairy queen there was lots of dark hair that was kind of billowing and it startled me so much that I slammed my foot on the brake and turned around, I put the car in park, I got out, and of course there was nobody there. But that wasn't one of those, I was laying in bed and I was awake. That was a broad daylight experience. So I don't know if that was ghostly or if that was maybe a little people. Either way, both stories are quite terrifying. Especially that building. I've heard stories about the buildings at uh, yeah, the college. Uh, one of them supposedly being haunted. This was the one that had the, the most stories about it. It's empty now and locked. As all haunted buildings would be. The whole school is haunted with people's broken <laughs> dreams. So let's talk extraterrestrial ufos gray aliens do either of you believe that those well, exist I believe or possibly could? that uh, there's a great likelihood that somewhere in the whole universe there's uh, uh, other other life uh, whether or not they would have technologies to come visit us or an inclination i'm not so sure about that i feel the same i do you feel the same way you know, that was a great point that I brought up once when I was having a debate about extraterrestrials. How do we know that 
there's aliens. Why haven't they visited us? And the point I made was, well, we just assumed that they would have the technology, uh, technology and capabilities to do this. What if they're primitive? Yeah, uh, highly advanced to travel that far. Absolutely. Yes. The nearest star system to us is Alpha Centauri. <laughs> That's how many light years away. Use the astrophysics oh, major. <laughs> Get him in here. Let's talk to them about this. <laughs> so, I would take it that neither of you have had any experiences that would make you believe, mm, like Mulder and no. Scully. Not, not from above. No. Uh, again, more, more the the spookiness, but not the extraterrestrial area. Ah. So no, no ET is no, breaking no. into your refrigerator to drink all your VH juice. I don't have any. I was thinking the same thing. Uh. <laughs> well, my wife's excuse would be, why is the V8 still in the refrigerator? You didn't drink it. <laughs> so, what about cryptos, cryptozoology, things like Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster? Do you believe that there are creatures still living on this planet that we just can't <laughs> seem to capture on uh, maybe, good quality maybe, yes, cameras? You know, I'm more inclined to think something aquatic, maybe. Uh, with, uh, something arboreal is out there. I would agree with that. Hmm. I would, yes. You would agree with that also? I appreciate it, too. Ah, she's backing you up 100%, Mr. Mayall. <laughs> so, never saw a Bigfoot down in the park next to, uh, no, down in Gamble as you were leaving work? A, uh, a nothing like that? Down, down there. Or, or hurt one. The plaintiff. No, the plaintiff cry of the Bigfoot. Never hurt one? <laughs> oh, no, no, hurt. Oh, no, of course not. Ah, I thought you said you never hurt one. I was like, well. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, I've heard plenty of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's talk about horror movies then. Uh, you guys like horror movies, ghost I movies, killer movies, slasher flicks, anything ghost like that? Story. But I, I, I think there's a difference in horror and 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 stuff that's that's gross and gonna make <laughs> you sick and bloody and all of that. I, I like I like a ghost story. Uh, not so much the slashery kind of kind of gal. Where Boris Karloff had a a thing uh, about that, in which you know, come come from the, the classic monster movies and uh, ghost related movies, that he didn't think that those movies should be called horror movies because horror implied a revulsion. His suggestion was that they should be those should be called terror movies, you know, because they're scary. But uh, the slasher movies, I think, would certainly fall in the category of, of something horrific. Okay. Right. I'm with you guys. I don't. There is a very, very yeah. thick line between horror yeah. and gore, yeah, and I prefer horror. Oh, so, what are some of your what are some of your favorite movies then of that genre? Sixty-four. Yes. Uh, I love Julie Harris, and I, I love oh, yes. that movie. Um, there's a wonderful movie called uh, The Uninvited. Yes. It's like 19... Late 40s. 40, yeah. Um, with 
Right, right in the, the land. land. I yeah. think right in the land. And that's a wonderful ghost story. The Lady in White. This yes. Is fun. Yes. Nostalgic. Yes. The Lady in White was great. What did you guys think about the movie that came out Ooh, the, quite, a, quite a while ago called The Conjuring? It was that may be my favorite ghost movie of all time, as far as it was this well yes, you know yes. this era of horror movies. Uh, I remember out. we enjoyed Insidious, the, the first one. Yes, uh, the same director, James Wan. Yes, he is doing a fabulous job yeah, like revitalizing the, yeah. the the scary, the ghost the stuff that gets in your head, maybe in your hallway. <laughs> Why do you got to give me that nightmare fuel? <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take another commercial break, and when we come back, we'll talk to the Spook House Saints about their favorite Halloween traditions. And you're listening to the Haunt Topher Special on the Bedroom Studios podcast. Check out our Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the studio and updates on our projects. And check out all our recording artists on YouTube and Bandcamp. Or I'll come to your house in the night and slash your tires and your fucking throat. And now, back to the show. Good evening. We are back with the Spook House Saints here on the Bedroom Studios podcast for our Haunt-tober special. We have Jonathan Mayhall and his wife Diane Mayhall. I think we mentioned we already they are the Spook House Saints. Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I am calling you from the crypt. Help me. So before I go off into the Halloween tra uh, Halloween tradition, I did want to bring up another movie I think you guys really enjoy. It's not so much a horror or a ghost movie, but a mockumentary about vampires oh, called What We Do in the Shadows. Have you ever heard of it? not swear wolves. Excellent. I'm so happy you guys have heard of the movie. Uh, I try to tell everyone I can about that film. Oh, that is possibly one of my, my favorite comedy of all that time. Was on, uh, over summer. It was really great, too. Yes, they had. Uh, I was sad not to see the original oh, the Vampires come back, but wonderful. the new ones were just oh. as funny. Oh, oh absolutely. Yes, I had to download that and put that on my iPod. <laughs> So, do you have any Halloween traditions? Do you enjoy the holiday, or do you just hope nobody well, comes knocking? Several years we've uh, played the Halloween show up at Berkeley Bob's, uh, so it's, it's been a while since we've been home, and people rarely come to our house for some reason on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, there's like door-to-door trick-or-treating more, which is sad. It is. Right, yes. Yeah. So I live in a very, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. It's very spooky out here, but we don't get any visitors because I guess they think everyone out here does not want people knocking on the doors at night. Yes, indeed. But we carve That's the one night of the year, I'll allow it. And buy candy. That and eat it. And eat it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, if you're not eating your own candy, I mean, if you're not getting, you know, what is that called? Getting high on your own supply? 
So you carve pumpkins, uh, you go play this show, and uh, again, uh, Burke and Bob's, you know, hook these guys up with some free stuff. They're getting, directing a lot of business towards you, all, you know, both people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> so you guys do anything else? Do you decorate your home, or is your home kind of like it's ours, decorated year-round? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of obscured by bushes. Essentially, on a top of the hill, on the bluff, on a curve in the road. Yeah. That sounds like that song. On a hill, on a bluff, on a curve. Such a frog on the log. But yeah, we love Halloween. It's a it's our favorite time. It is. It's when the weather finally gets cool. The leaves are all crunchy, and yeah. there's all the fun, colorful lights, that, and that of course, all the candy beat. Magic in the air, which is is just really, really, really great. <laughs> now for a question so controversial yet so brave. Your thoughts? Yeah, okay with them on electric pumpkins? Yeah. On top of, of, our, of our computer table, that's one of those that uh, that it, it flashes expressions and and talks. I mean, facial expressions, which is really cool. Um, but oh. other than that, no, we've got actual pumpkins with actual fire in them. Absolutely, absolutely. That can start actual fires. Yes. Well yes. I too like to live dangerously. All right. Well, I think that'll be it. Here I go again. Too much coffee, not enough sleep. I think that'll do it for this edition of the Bedroom Studios podcast. This is the Hauntober special. Tonight's guests were the Spook House Saints, Jonathan Mayhall and Diane Mayhall. Guys, real quick, before we leave, plug your stuff again. Tell everybody where they can find your music, where they can listen to it, where they can buy it. What shows you have well, you know, Thanks up. for having us. We've had a great time. Generally, anything else you'd like to say? Reverb Nation. Uh, our CDs available on Beauty Baby and at Amazon. Uh, you can see us downtown Oakman, Alabama, Friday the 11th at 7:30 uh, for the Days Gap Festival, and then our Halloween show, Halloween Night at uh, Berkeley Bob's in Coleman, Alabama, seven o'clock. That's right. Right, <laughs> seven o'clock on the dot. That free, free cup of Joe better be waiting. All right, I'm Josh Fondren for Jonathan and Diane Mayhall. This has been the Bedroom Studios podcast for the Spook House Saints. Say goodbye, everybody. Oh, thank you. We had a great time. Thank you so much. That was excellent, you guys. Bye. I had a blast. My wife has been watching me stand here smiling my ear, my my face off ear to ear like a complete idiot. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I'll have this. Uh, I'll have this episode up. Uh, if not tonight, I'll have it up tomorrow. But I'll definitely notify you on Facebook and let you know that it's up, so you guys can check it out. All right. Again, thank you so much. It was nice meeting you too, Diane. Thank you. All right, you guys have a wonderful day and a.